legends, welcome back to the Sports Medicine Project. It's just me today. Kelly's in Iron, sorry, half Iron Man prep, so she's a little bit tired, fatigued, but she's in bed early, so running solo today, but doesn't matter. You just need me anyway. So today's episode is going to be on returning to running post injury. This one's going to be a quicker episode, inspired today by a couple of patients I had. A patient that had had a successful kind of return to, to running or what they wanted to get back to. And then another patient who has or is just starting their return to running. So great day in clinic. And I thought nothing better than to give you guys my concept for how things, I guess how the concepts I use and then also the frameworks that I give patients to think about it. Now, I did say before, it is going to be quite short. It's exam week at the university, and I don't know if I I let you guys know, but I lecture in biomechanics at Newcastle University, and the students have an exam tomorrow, and I was just going over their exam, and I was thinking, like, the content is great, and it's incredible, but I just wonder if there were any podiatrists, physios, osteos, chiros out there to take one of these exams, like I don't even I don't think they would pass. Like some of the stuff in there, it's incredible. And I think podiatrists definitely have this niche of, of biomechanics. Like how in depth we're going with kinetic and kinematic forces. And I think probably why I get so interested in biomechanics. I just wish it was more important. Um, anyway, so when we talk about returning to running after an injury, I mean, how do we or how should we we think about it? So I generally, and again, everybody's different but everyone sits somewhere on the spectrum so i generally think two phases we're not going to talk about phase one today but that's really building someone up from from the base so that's you know whether it be starting with a minute of running four minutes of walking for a five minute block times four building up to 20 minutes and there's plenty of different ways you can do it you know not doing it with heels adding in some heels you know in the third set that kind of thing so just today we're going to be talking about phase two and that's building from you doing or being able to do a 20 minute run which generally you can build to pretty quickly anyway so i'll say the i guess the concept that i use quite a lot over this podcast because that's all i really want you guys to to think about but how it works is thinking of a pyramid and i'll draw this for the patients that i see in clinic on the whiteboard if you imagine a pyramid on the bottom you've got frequency on top of that you've then got volume and then on top of that and it's obviously getting smaller as it goes from bottom to top you've got intensity so frequency volume and then intensity so some general rules and I usually do a 12-week block now I think and I've been told this before and I know Kelly thinks this as well I can be quite conservative with my return to running post-injury only because we know the biggest risk factor for any running related injury or any injury in general is a previous injury so you're already at an increased risk plus you've got other things that obviously contribute to the injury in the first place so i think the return to running needs to be a little bit slower and i'll explain that to the patient the reason i'm doing it is for the longevity of running like would you rather take an extra two three four weeks and get back and then stay you know happy and return to running not having to come back and see me and not have any issues or would you rather get back quicker 
have a really good time for a couple of weeks and then be, you know, be back dealing with pain. Or if you go back too quick, and this is really common to see as well, it tends to be probably more for an Achilles or an insertion of Achilles is you get back to to your normal running quickly and you they tend to report this kind of one to two out of three, this really dull ache that never really goes away. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm back running. I, I can deal with it. I can put up with it. And it just lingers on and lingers on and lingers on. And then six months later, it's like, oh, it's still there. I just can't seem to, to get away or, or get rid of it. And then, you know, you're, you're back fighting a chronic injury that's almost healed at like 95%. So I would rather take a little bit longer and then get back to complete pain-free and then obviously back running how, how they want to be running. So I'll also use this time for a couple of other things that, for people and, and for patients to try. So, you know, it's a good time for new running habits. So if you're running, generally the runs are going to be easier. Trial some, some nose breathing, play around with your heart rate, work out what your heart rate zones are, you know, move up from zone one and two and, and try and play around with that. I'll generally tell them to avoid hills for the first eight weeks of the 12 weeks and you can add that in for the first four. And that's, I know that some people can tolerate that, but I'd rather use the, the blanket. And so especially for it's like a sagittal plane injury like an Achilles or some plantar fascial stuff or any kind of, you know, second, third MPJ stresses or capsulitis, that kind of thing. So avoiding heels just because it's just going to put more stress through the body, whether you're going um, up or down. I'll also get them to cross train. <clears throat> and I'm not going to talk about too many studies in, in this podcast but we've got research to say that cross training reduces the rehab time and it also can reduce the amount of um, cardiovascular fitness you lose so i think it's the the last study i read was like between seven and eleven percent you lose of your vo2 max after two to three weeks but cross training during that time <clears throat> um can help kind of mitigate that to an extent. So as they're returning to running, I'll get them doing that as well because it's kind of similar, but at least it, it helps them. And it, it just, you can build the intensity in cross training. So at least they get some feeling of, of intensity because they won't be doing it with the running initially. So how I'll start, usually in, in two week blocks. Now, this is the other thing. I don't know why people don't do this. I don't know any other therapist that does this, I track, or maybe I guess maybe not on Strava, I track all the runners that I see on Strava and I'll get them to report how they feel after every run because then I can see it. It's super objective. Like, you know, patients come in and you're, and you're like, oh, you know, how are the last six runs? And they're like, oh, yeah, this one was good. That one was bad. Oh, on the fourth one at 6.3 kilometers, I felt my, uh, my knee a little bit. And it's like, uh, one, I don't know if the recall is right. And two, it's really important for me to know so I can progress you forward. Whereas if I just check their Strava every now and then, I can just quickly throw it into their notes or, I know, great, I know your last two runs were perfect, awesome, let's start to, to build in some intensity or your last two runs, you said it was really painful, you didn't feel great after, let's maybe cut it back a little bit and maybe work on some more strength training. So that's the other thing. I'll get them to use the framework of how they feel during, after, the day after, you know, that lovely saying, you know, tendons talk to us the next day. Generally, most things tend to. So if they go for a run, or use an Achilles, and it's really common, if they go for a run on Tuesday and they wake up Wednesday morning and it's a lot worse than what it was prior to that run on Tuesday, we're probably thinking we've done too much 
in most cases sometimes it can be other factors that influence you know the intensity of pain but generally you can say you've probably done too much and we may need to just bring back the kilometers or, or bring back something so tracking how they feel during you know give them that framework to think and i always explain always 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 i mean you guys know i harp on about yes biomechanics is important but there's other psychosocial factors that can play into you know pain and injury and things like that it's important to understand that tissue capacity or the the amount your tissue can handle is also affected by things like nutrition sleep stress and age so i'll always say that always always to, to patients because if they have a couple of days where it's not it's not great and they think oh you know it's going downhill i'm not getting better this and that which we, we know inevitably we know the the return to running or the return from any injury or any pain or i guess in anything in life it's not linear you have these peaks and troughs so if they understand that i've had a couple of days where it wasn't great oh that, that's that's right blake said that you know, if I sleep poorly or I'm stressful at work, I'm looking after the kids, I'm not eating right, there's plenty of other things that affect it's not just my tissue isn't strong enough or, or things like that. So that's really important for them to understand. And it covers you as well. And like it's not like you're lying and we know it's the, the complete truth. So starting the first two weeks, starting off with three times a week for 20 minutes. Really, really easy, pretty consistent, usually a Monday, Wednesday and a Friday. And, you know, you can put in your strength training. Generally, I know people are different. I don't think it makes a huge difference. I like to do it on the alternative days. So like Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday. Whereas I know Kelly likes to do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday and do it on the days <clears throat> so they run, so they have a complete rest day in the middle. But yeah, you guys make that up for yourselves to make your own decision. So the next two weeks after that, I'll add in two more runs to get them doing five times a week for 20 minutes. So we're just focused on frequency. Again, you're not going that far in 20 minutes, but it's just about getting the body used to that, the frequency of loading the tissue, obviously building in some recovery, we will have some recovery in there, but getting used to recovery, going again, recovery, going again. And then two weeks after that, still five times a week for 30 minutes. That's about 150 minutes of running in in six weeks which is awesome and then the the thing that i'll make sure how do they tolerate that week how do they feel and it's so easy to send your patients a text message like we use clinico you just message them and say hey or set a recall and say hey how was the run they reply yeah it was great or it wasn't great sweet give them a call like see how they're doing it it's not hard to do and yeah they'll they'll thank you a lot for that so see how I tolerate it. If it's going really well, then I'll cut back to three times a week and I'll put it to 40 minutes. So now we're more focusing on volume. So we're happy, we've done well with the frequency. We know the body can tolerate it. Let's up it from 30 minutes to 40 minutes, but let's bring it down to three times a week, sorry, three times a week for 40 minutes. Or we can split it into, you know, how they like to structure their running, but generally I like them to follow this kind of protocol. And then three times a week for an hour. And it can be different because some people like to do long runs on the weekend and shorter runs, but generally it's higher than 40 minutes. And then, so that brings us up to to week eight. Now, the last four weeks, this is really, really important. We're looking to bring in intensity, which is incredibly more loading, more loading cycles for one, 
increased kinetic force or increased ground reaction force through the body and the body has to work harder. So this is probably where we're at that really increased risk, probably more so than the first eight weeks. So I'll bring it back to 40 minutes, again, three times a week and add in some quicker tempo style running on two of the runs. So they still get a great 40 minute normal slower run but then on the other two 40 minutes, they can program it how they like. It doesn't have to be anything special, whether it be a 10 minute warm up, 20 minutes in the middle of two minutes on, two minutes off, 10 minute cool down, something as simple as that. That brings us into 12 weeks. Now, in those last four weeks, because I know they can tolerate eight, generally they've just had eight weeks of running and they're going pretty good. They've done the strength training as well that I've programmed. They can play around with what they think is comfortable and what suits their lifestyle. So it can be tricky. I, I definitely understand that. But you've really got to stress the importance that the way that you've set it out is, is a reason and we don't just want to willy-nilly jump back into it to whatever we're doing. And like we see it all the time and not to say anything about really any therapist. I won't even say what type of therapist, but they have an injury or say a stress reaction or something like that. They come out of a boot or they finish the rehab, they've had their time off running and they're like, great, just build back into it. And it's like, it's just not the case. And we know that there needs to be some structure and some framework and a framework to think about the return to running because it's likely you might get to week six and like, oh, my foot's sore again, my knee's sore again, my hip's sore again. And they want to know straight away they think, okay, there's other factors that affect the pain I'm feeling right now and the development, my sleep, stress, nutrition, that kind of thing. Also, that's right, Blake said, how does it feel during? And I think, okay, it was all right. It was sore, sorry, it was sore during. It was sore after, but I woke up the next day and it wasn't any worse. So I'm probably in the clear. It's just a little bit sore now from, from other things. So, you know, they they know how to think about it because things will go wrong. It's up to you to be completely transparent and give them the, the, the framework, the concepts to think about it. I've never had, I'm just trying to think, probably sort of thought, of that, <laughs> thought about this before. I've never had a return to run or really pain to no pain work perfectly. There's always, you know, oh, I had one day when it was sore. Oh, I mean, I'm just thinking my last patient um, that I had seen a month ago and she said, yeah, the last three and a half weeks were perfect, were great, really no pain at all. And the last two days, incredibly painful. And that's what we focused on. But um, she was seeing me anyway. But um, she said, yeah, but other than that, it's been great. And I know that because I always draw this little graph of showing the peaks and drop. And she's like, oh, it's, it's okay. I mean, I know we, we have these bad days, but generally it's overall, it's been good. So even if I hadn't seen her, I knew she wouldn't be down and out and feeling upset that things weren't improving. So thinking pyramid and draw this, draw this. It's so easy to draw. Like get it tattooed on your forearm if you've got up. At the bottom, frequency. On top of that, volume, and then on top of that, intensity. So once you've done the frequency and the volume, you take away one of the two, whether it be volume or frequency, and then you add in the intensity and then add it back up. So for example, if someone was running, not using time, if someone's running 20 kilometers a week, you might bring it down to 15 while you're adding the intensity and then build it back up to 20. So that's my 
general concept framework for return to running. Now I know that this will become, like this will chop and change uh, over the years, but I, I've found that to be pretty, pretty good. And I've always had a, a loose framework of that for sure, but I've never really sat down and actually drawn out the concept. And I know there's a podcast by Bad Beer um, with, I can't remember the, the, the fella's name, but it, it was similar, similar concept. So using something like that, it's easy. It's easy for you to grasp, easy for the patient to grasp, and you're just going to have a, a way better time. All right, so thank you for that, you legends. Now, remember, give us a follow on Instagram. Leave us a five-star review. And yeah, send us a, a couple of questions if you guys have any questions. We've got some pretty big guests coming up on on the podcast. And yeah, the last time with Dr. Siano, we were up to find out more.